All right, well, let's begin with prayer today. Loving and Holy Father, as we open up your word, we ask that through the ministry of your Holy Spirit, that you would teach us what we need to know today, that you give us what we lack, and that, Lord, you would make us more into the image of Jesus through our time together. We ask this, Father, in the great and glorious name of Jesus. Amen. It is good to be back with you all uh, today. And uh, recently I took some time away to be with my family and to go kayaking. Uh, I am not much uh, uh, in the water often, but um, we went down a river that was supposed to be a lot more challenging than it was. we were led to believe. In fact, we kind of floated down that river for the entire trip. We hardly had to do anything. We basically floated. Um, it was actually pretty boring. We had to look out for a couple of obstacles, but all we did was float downstream. That's quite a contrast to a uh, time many, many years ago when I went white water rafting with a number of men from our church. It actually had a couple of category four and a half or category five uh, rapids. And when I went on the trip, I thought, well, a category five, that's pretty medium. And then when I was in the raft, found out that category five is the highest it goes. Um, we were led by a guide who spent all of his year um, traveling to three locations in the world and guiding people down uh, treacherous rapids like we were going on. And he was absolutely invaluable. And we learned to listen to him. He told us at the very beginning that that's what we should do. And early on in the trip, thankfully, it was like a category two or three. Um, he told us what to do. We acknowledged his instructions and we proceeded to all uh, go get a drink in the, in the river because we didn't do what he had clearly instructed us to do. He helped us all get up back in the raft, and he said, you did not listen to me. We heard him, but we didn't listen to him. Um, you know, as we live each day as children of God, even as we prepare to pray right now, it's important who we are listening to. And today I want to remind us of something from Romans chapter 8, if you want to turn there. Romans chapter 8. Uh, something that is absolutely critical to our pro progress and holiness, something that is critical to our effectiveness in prayer, to defeating temptation, to making wise decisions. Uh, most of you know that Romans chapter 8 is one of the most concentrated texts when it comes to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In fact, uh, if my count is correct, about 19 times the Holy Spirit is referred to, and interestingly enough, by a variety of titles, 19 times in 26 of, of the first uh, 26 verses. For example, <clears throat> reading from the King James, it says in verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. <clears throat> who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Paul 
picks that theme up of walking not after the flesh, but after the spirit in verse five, telling us it's a matter of life and death. He says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that we who are after the spirit are to mind the things of the spirit. It's also a matter of sin and righteousness in Romans 8, uh, verses 9 and 10. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Notice here that he is called the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ. Uh, It's a reference to the Trinity in those verses. Also, listening to the spirit, being led by the spirit is a matter of guidance. Notice verse 13. If you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so those of us who are in Christ today, we're brothers and sisters, um, and we are children of God, uh, and the spirit dwells within us. And then we come to verses 13 through 16. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received, here's another title, the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. He speaks with our spirit that we are the children of God. And so today I want to focus on those verses, but of course, verse 26 directly impacts and intersects with our united prayer. For the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself, the Spirit itself, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So my thoughts today are just focused on the importance of listening to the Spirit of God, the importance of hearing the Spirit of God. Every single day, we speak thousands of words, depending upon our personality and interaction and stage of life. We will speak thousands of words, and we will also be the recipient of thousands of words. In a 45-minute sermon, you may hear uh, 5,000 words spoken, for example. That is on top of the hundreds, and according to some studies, thousands of advertisements, again, depending on uh, your place in life that you are exposed to every single day. It's so important who we're listening to. And of course, the spirit doesn't speak to us audibly or visually like um, all of those things may, but 
but nonetheless, we have conversations in our own mind. We have meditations. We are talking to ourselves or, or thinking all of the time. And whose voice are we listening to? Are we hearing the spirit of adoption who witnesses with our spirit that we are the children of God? Or do we listen to voices, so to speak, of our past? You've been a Christian for how many years and you're only this far in the Christian life? Or you haven't really changed that much. How can you spend time with others in prayer? Why would, why would God love you anyway? And if people only knew. That's what the apostle is referring to as the spirit of bondage, the spirits of fear. Or um, just as the spirit speaks in, in, you know, through God's word, uh, our adversary, the devil, is always trying to accuse us and defeat us and rob us of our enjoyment in the gospel. And sometimes he shouts, but most of the time he whispers um, and whispers, so to speak, to our spirit, conniving and condemning us for where we are. And then there are voices about the future where in our quietest moments, we might think, um, well, God sent revival in the past, but do you really think God is going to do it again? Or you're getting near the end of your life and you will soon be forgotten. Why spend it in prayer? You've prayed so long and so hard, and yet there's still no answer, our minds often tell us. Think back today, this morning, or yesterday morning, what was the first conversation you had? We might be tempted to think that it was a conversation with someone else. You might identify that person. But the truth of the matter is, when we first wake up, it's not too many minutes, even if we don't see anyone else, that we're having a conversation. And as D. Martin Lloyd-Jones said in his book, Spiritual Depression, so often our problem is that we listen to ourselves rather than talking to ourselves. We are listening to ourselves rather than preaching the gospel of the good news at the start of the day to ourselves. You know, throughout our days and in this hour of prayer, we need to speak the truth of the scripture, for that is how the Spirit speaks today, through the Word of God. And we need to listen to the scriptures and thus listen to the, the, the Spirit. And part of that, uh, many, many things go into that, but we need to listen to the promises of God. We need to talk to ourselves about the promises of God. There's an old gospel song sung that says standing on the promises of God. And it says, standing on the promises I cannot fail or listening to the promises I cannot fail, listening every moment to the Spirit's call, resting in my Savior as my all in all, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises I cannot fall, I'm listening every moment to the Spirit's call. And I'm resting in my Savior as my all in all, standing on the promises of God. 
So today, as we pray with one another and for one another, let's listen to the voice of the Spirit who makes intercession with us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Spirit will speak healing into our hurting hearts and show us beauty for the ashes. He'll bring us a message of mercy and teach us to sing the praises of Zion. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we have been bought by Jesus. We belong to God and we are beloved of the Spirit. That's what the ministry of the Spirit's all about. And that's actually how we came to know God in the first place, because the Spirit drew us to himself. He called us. He regenerated us. He adopted us. And that's the ministry of the Spirit still today, who can bring revival in our hearts. That's what we pray for and revival in this world. So in the next few minutes together, let's listen to the Spirit in his word. Let, let our prayers be scripture-filled, scripture-soaked, scripture-fueled, scripture-driven. And let us, after we hang up from this call today and bid farewell, to continue to walk by the Spirit, uh, to be led by the Spirit, to listen to the Spirit each and every day. I would encourage you, going back to my original illustration, let's not just drift lazily through this hour of prayer or through this week spiritually. Rather, let us pray fervently and listen to the one who indwells and guides us. In fact, right now, I want to lead us in prayer and then turn it back over to Rick. Abba, Father, by the spirit of sonship, we pray that you would free us today from all our slavish fears, whether they would be past, present, or future. You have delivered us from the bondage of sin and set us free in Christ. May the Spirit, even this hour, speak loudly so that every dark voice is muted, and may he speak clearly so that every deceiving lie that enters our mind is silenced. May he speak convincingly so that every paralyzing doubt that we may live with is flung aside. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us right now. We pray expectantly for what you will do in this hour and a result of our united prayer. In Jesus' tender and his triumphant name. Amen.